Father's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. And now, God, we need a word from on high. We ask that you would be the God that you've always been and be a giving God, that you would share some crumbs from the master's table, that we are yet just a few of your servants seeking to be fed until we want no more. So now, God, we ask that you let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Let them see your image upon me, hear your voice through me. And, Lord, we ask that you would use us today as an instrument and a tool. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in thy sight. O oh Lord, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And, Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. Amen. If I never live another day, if I never see another smiling face, if I never breathe another breath or take another step, I want to say thank you. Come on, put your hands together. If I never live another day, if I never see another smiling face, if I never breathe another breath or take another step, I want to say thank you. If I never hear what's to be heard, if I never speak another word, if I never see another sight or take another bite, I want to say thank you. Y'all slow that down a little bit. Thank you for all that you've done thus far. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for food on my table. I know you're able. I want to say thank you. Y'all remember that song? If I never take another walk, and if I never hear another talk, if I never hear another voice, or make another choice, I want to say thank you. And if I never scale the China walls, if I never take a flight to the Taj Mahal, if I never have a special friend, search the world over again, I want to say thank you. Whoa. Thank you for all. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for food on my table. I know you're able. I want to say thank you. Hey, thank you for all. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for food on my table. I know you're able. I want to say thank you. One more time. Y'all sing that with me. Thank you for all. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for food on my table. I know you're able. I want to say thank you. Hey, thank you for all. You've been good to me. Thank you for being the God that you are. Yeah. Thank you for food on my table. I know you're able. I want to say thank you. Come on, let's give God some praise. The gospel according to St. Luke. The gospel according to St. Luke chapter 24. Which are manuals of life.
the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 24. If you're able to stand, please stand. If you're there, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We got room for you in 2020. Amen. Amen. And it reads, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the tomb, bringing the spices with which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the, the tomb. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, why seek the living among the dead? He's not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his word. The word of God is blessed. You may be seated. If you would uh, appease me a little bit with your attention and your, your ears and your eyes and your amen to help me preach on the subject, the topic, recall your praise. Recall your praise. This third book of the Synoptic Gospels is also considered the most comprehensive of the three books, meaning that this book is complete. It gives a true and valid view of Christ and his, his journey. In fact, it gives a complete recall of all the experiences to which he endured before and after the cross. The unique thing about the Gospel of Luke, it is believed that Luke was a close friend to Paul. And also Luke wrote Acts. For those who understand the Bible, they say that these two books are linked together. This phrase this morning, recall your praise, is a past but present tense suggestion that will allow us to be more appreciative to Christ and compassionate to the cross. Because if we were to take a comprehensive look, a complete look back over our lives, we all have endured some stuff that we can praise him for. Are y'all with me this morning? And we can praise him because the stuff that we have endured didn't take us out. But because of him, we made it through. Y'all ain't with me this morning already. In fact, this gospel is so complete that it gives a frequent level of importance of how the Lord interacted with people emphasized prayer and how he worked miracles. I mean, if I could just be honest, we all can testify today. I'm going to stand here with you and be a witness to the fact that we all have seen some things that we know should have placed us in somebody's mortuary. Are y'all with me this morning? Or even been given some type of diagnosis that should have took us out a long time ago. I don't have any survivors in the house. Some of us can say, Reverend, I, I can recall some times where I was ready to throw in the towel and, and go back home. And it becomes praiseful because many things that, that was said and done back then, if you look at the miracles now, 
it should incite some type of crazy radical praise. Because had it not been for the Lord, I'm preaching and you ain't saying nothing. On my side, I'm preaching and you ain't sounding like nothing right now. Had it not been for the Lord, oh, I wish I had some cancer survivors, some diabetes survivors, some high blood pressure folks, some depressed folk that can say, Reverend, I can recall it because had it not been for the Lord, I wish I had some parents that have been praying for their children and know that in your prayer you've been praying that boo-boo and KK and Pookie and then we're getting right. Had it not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I can recall my praise because he's done so much for me. In the midst of my trouble, my struggle, and my strain, he didn't let my past affect my future. He didn't stop me from being Just look at somebody. Can you remember what the Lord has done for you? Uh, you ain't looking at enough cute folk. I want you to look at some ugly folk and say, do you remember what the Lord has done for you? Because I couldn't serve a God that I can't get ugly for sometimes. But when he's done what he's done, sometimes I have to get ugly to serve the God that I serve through my tears. recall your praise because listen truth be told I'm looking at some people that were vexed by some things and some issues in life when the enemy tried to destroy you God said there was purpose in your walk purpose in your talk it was purpose when you laid on the operating table it was purpose when you walked in the courthouse it was purpose when you went to jail God had a blessing waiting Ah, help me, Holy Ghost. Ah. And so, so here it is. Here it is. We arrive to this, this gospel of Luke chapter 24. And one thing I saw in this text as I was looking through this, this tomb of scripture, things that have been packed away that need to be unpacked. Uh, the first thing I saw when I was looking at verse number one, is that worship was still appropriate. In the text, it said in the first day of the week, they went early in the morning, they came unto the tomb being the, with bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others were with them. Listen, the Spice Girls was on the road. This is my description of the Spice Girls because... They were the ones that went to the grave, watch this, to anoint the body where it laid. And here it is, worship is still appropriate even though it looks like a dead situation. I know some of y'all done hung up on me already because football season is about over. But listen, you on first and ten now. Worship is appropriate when situations seem to have you down but not out. And the reason why worship is still appropriate because when the enemy thinks he has you and you choose to still give God homage and honor, he then gets a distorted signal that I looked like I was trying to destroy you, but God had some covering on you. And because he had covering on me, now I can walk through the shadows of death, fearing no evil. Why? Because God is with me. Uh, the spice, the spice girls, they, 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 uh, the, the spice girls, they, they came with the fragrances and, and they, they showed us that, that worship was still appropriate. And many of us can still recall your praise because there was moments in your life that people said you were not supposed to be shouting. 
People said you were not supposed to be in the house that you're in. You wasn't supposed to drive the car that you're driving. You wasn't supposed to survive that sick surgery. You wasn't supposed to have the job that you have. Worship is appropriate because when dead folk don't see vision, it's hard to see the living walk in the presence of the dead. I wish I had some saints that could say, Reverend, I'm not dead. I serve a living God. Dry bones in the valley. Shall they live again? Yes, they shall. Why? Because I plead the blood of Jesus. Uh, uh, yeah, worship. The Spice Girls said, uh, 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 worship was still a... Look at somebody and say, I want to be a Spice Girl. I, yeah, yeah. That's if you're a woman now. I don't want to. And here, and here, here it is. The purpose of the of them going to the tomb, watch this, was to anoint the holy. Ah, and I, I I caught something right there. I was arrested before I can even show you anything else. That there ought to be people running to be anointed. You can't just walk and say you holy without being anointed. And the custom was that they would bring the oil and the spices to anoint the holy. And once you are holy and anointed, watch this. Hey, you covered. You just missed your shout. It wasn't that fancy car that got you to 5120 Astrazon Boulevard. It was the fact that you was anointed and covered. It wasn't the fact that you lived in a house that had every type of security system on it. You was anointed and covered. Look at somebody say, I'm covered. I'm, I'm covered. Yeah, I'm, I'm covered. The, the, the goal was that they would... Uh, that they would touch the Holy One and then now become holy. And here it is. We as believers, we have to remain holy and anointed. You have to be, watch this, very careful at how you handle your anointing. You got to cover your anointing. You got to protect your anointing. And you got to walk with the anointing. What are you saying, Reverend? In order to cover, you got to stay in the Lord. In order to protect, you got to act like him. In order to know that you're anointed and feel anointed, you got to walk with purpose. And can I just be honest? The church has fallen from its anointing. Because we want to be anointed only when we need something from God. And we're living in a society that need to see some anointed and appointed people. Notice I didn't say anointed and highly favored. Because there's only one that bore Jesus. And her name was Mary. But when you are anointed, then you have a divine favor on your life. That means you can walk and speak it. You can talk to it and it shall flee. I wish I had some folk that could say, Reverend, I'm glad I got the favor all in me. Because I had to cast some stuff away. This week, I had to tell the enemy he had to leave my children alone. I had to tell my job I will get the raise because God said I can have it. All I got to do is speak it in Jesus' name and it shall be given unto me. Somebody shout out favor. Favor. And here, here it is. Uh, the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls. Uh, they said worship was still appropriate, but they also showed me that the stench was worth the price. The stench was worth the price because here it is, everybody couldn't carry it. Everybody didn't have the rights to the oils and the fine fragrances. Notice if you read that whole passage, the men did not carry the oil. Ah. Uh. But here it was, the stench was worth the price. Because here it is, if I can just touch you even though they say you are dead, me in my heart, knowing that you are still alive because you said that once you die, death will have no sting. So now if I can just touch you, I know everything will be all right. 
Ah, I wish I had some people that's pressing like the woman that had an issue of blood. That though they kicked her away, they kicked her aside, she still pressed to touch the hem of the H-I-M. And how many know there's healing in the name of Jesus? There's love in the anointing and the hem of Jesus. In fact, Lord, if I got to lay in the grave just to know that you're present, it's worth the price. The stench was worth the price. Verse 2 says, verse 1, the B clause, it said, and the bringing the spices with them they had prepared and certain others with them. Uh, that, was the, that was the purpose of them coming because they had to touch it to anoint it. Now let me help you with your recall of your praise. Some people got to touch you to understand your praise. That's a shout right there. They said you weren't going to make it in 2000. And here we are embarking on 2020, but yet you're still in the land of the living. I'm preaching better than you sounded. Can I get somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, I made it this far with the Lord. I'm a living testimony that I am still alive. But here, here, here I also saw the uh, Spice Girls, they showed it uh, in verse 2. It says, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Uh, <clears throat> Meaning that when you recall your praise, then you're opening a gateway to new doors. Uh, Check it out. Check it out. Can y'all help me real quick? Jesus was laid in the tomb. And usually when death has set upon you and they close the grave, it's over. Y'all missed that. Usually when they throw you in the grave, they lay you in the grave. I ain't going to say throw nobody because they keep people in the casket. Only in Illinois they throw people in the grave. But usually when they put you in the ground, then here it is. The, the, the gumption is that there's no opportunity to ever walk or live again. You just missed a shout. Because here it is. They got to the tomb. The text says they found the tomb and rolled away from the tomb. They rolled it away. Here it was. And rolling things away, pushing things out of the way that should not be in the way, God opens doorways that you can only you walk in. I, I wish I had some folk that could say, Reverend, once I put my blinders on and I realized that if I kept my eyes on the sparrow and I kept looking to the hills for which cometh all of my help, all of my help, I wish I had somebody I could say, Reverend, the door just wasn't big enough. It was big enough just for me to walk through it. And now that I'm walking through it, I got a shout that don't nobody understand. Because they said I wasn't supposed to make it. But you don't know what it took for me to get here. So now I'm walking through that door and I'm excited because when God has blessed me, the Bible says that any man that be in Christ is a new creature. And all old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. So I can walk in a sinner and come out a saint. I can walk in full of hell and come out holy. I can walk in with a closed lip, but I can walk out with an open mouth and say, Look what the Lord has done. Brought me out of darkness into a marvelous light. Just look what the Lord Tell somebody, walk through the door. Walk, walk. Walk, walk. Walk through the door. You got to walk it out. Uh, in fact, some folk need to walk it out now. Walk it out. Because here it is. Here it is. When God allows you to remove some things so that you can see clearer, that's a praise in itself. Y'all ain't with me. When he's opened your eyes 
to see better, that's a praise in itself. Oh, what wretched man I was. Who would save me from this body of death? Ah, y'all just missed that part right there. Once he has allowed me to be alive, then the text goes on to say, but thanks God for Jesus because he's the one that allowed me to live even though you said I was supposed to die. I feel serious today. Until you do right by me. Ah, yeah, until you do right by me. And that's just some things in people in your life you need to walk by and say, until you do right by me. My soul is not going to die. Until you do right by me, I'm going to live while I still can. Until you do right by me. My father is rich. He holds the houses of the thousand in his hand. Until you do right by me, I can walk and know that God is able. Can I just be honest? Sometimes you got to be bold and do it to yourself. Stop killing yourself and live while you can. Live life the best that you can serving God. Because how many know when you serve the Lord, serving the Lord will pay off after a while. So let's, let's, let's. Y'all know sometimes you just got to be bold on your job and just walk by your boss. And... When the doctor just shook his head. Let, let, let's, let's unpack the text. The first thing I saw that, that can recall your praise, the first thing I saw was that my praise was not limited because of the environment. If you jump right to verse 5, it says, And they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. The environment cannot stunt your level of praise. Nor should it have you to neglect your worship to God. Can I just be honest with some of you? Uh, and I know y'all going to shout back at me. Don't sometimes, excuse my Ebonics, Sister Piper, excuse my Ebonics. Don't sometimes, church, mess with your, your praise. Sometimes just coming to church stunts your praise. Some of y'all saying, Reverend, not the building, but the people. Sometimes they, they, they stunt your praise because for us to say we know a God, but act like we don't know him, instead of acting like we've been born, we act like we've been hatched. We don't come in making the right noise. See, little chickens make noise, but the Bible says he inhabits the praise of the saints. Sometimes church stunt my praise because people just don't know how to praise him. They don't know when to praise him. In fact, they've become so microwavable that they only want to praise him for two minutes. But can I just ask you one question? How many minutes did it take him to bless you? How many minutes did it take him to allow you to breathe right now? In fact, you breathe and it is exactly 1220 p.m. So that means he's been watching over you day 
and night. Why come to church and sit down and act like you don't know them? Because there's some people on your road that don't like your praise. Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me if I'm too loud. I got a reason to be noisy for the Lord. Just look at the person that's looking you up the back of your head and say, neighbor, I'm jumping so much because he's been so good to me. I got a reason to shout because they said I wasn't going to make it. So now I got to make some noise to let them know he dwells in the house. Watch, watch. The, the, the. Uh, though, though they were afraid, there, there was a level of fear. And to fear him is to respect him. And to respect him is to know him. And, and, and here it is. We, we praise him for who he is and what he's done. Solomon says, Proverbs 9, he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So here it is. I'm bowing because I know who you are. I'm bowing because of what you are. And I'm bowing because of what you have done for me. You just missed that. Some folk come in with their head down for the wrong reason. You should have your head down in respect to God. But then now when you enter into the gate, you should lift up your head and say, Lord, I'm grateful that you allowed me to see another day. I have no reason to walk with a bow down head for man. But I'll bow my head to you because, God, I know if I humble myself under the mighty hands of God, he will exalt me and do see. That's to get a shout right now because you've came to the Lord the best way you know how. It was his amazing grace that was sweet and sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I thank God I can see. So here it is. Don't allow your environment to stunt your growth because in order for the spirit to be felt there has to be some humble folk in the house notice how even these women went to the tomb but yet they were still humble this fresh this fresh no matter what you're going through you have to remain humble I don't care how many times they tell you you got to work the graveyard shift. How many times people have told you you wasn't going to mount to be anything. Remain humble and watch God elevate you to another level. I'm a witness to that. How do I know? Because he told me that even when I'm humble, he's going to make some preparations for me. Talk to me, David. He prepares the table in the presence of my enemies. So he's going to allow me to eat some stuff that everybody can't eat. And that's going to be some things that go on in your life that everybody don't understand. You just remain humble. So then now when they see you going to higher heights, you can tell them I just stayed humble in the Lord. And he saw fit to shower some blessings upon me. That's why I'm asking him to keep the windows open. Because I'm going to be humble. When obedience go up with praise, blessings will come down. And here it is. When you don't allow your environment to mess with your praise. Then now when you come to the house of God people should see bounce back Christians. We all are bounce backs. No one has woke up on top of the world. Are y'all with me this morning? In fact, you ought to be glad to sit next to somebody that's a bounce back. Ah, you just missed that part. You might be sitting next to your boo. You ought to be glad that he's a bounce back. She's a bounce back. I'm not talking about a leftover, but she bounced back from something that the enemy tried to destroy them with. 
And I wish I can get two. I'll make three to say, Reverend, I'm glad to be a bounce back because I bounced back from some things in life that tried to strangle me. In fact, I'm bouncing so hard that my struggles didn't kill me. I'm bouncing so hard that the doctor said one thing, but God said another. That's the reason why I'm bouncing back. Look at somebody say, be a bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Be a bounce back. Some, some of y'all, I, I, I got to say this to my seasoned saints. Don't forget where you bounce back from. When we, have, when we have become selective in how we worship God, because guess what? Arthritis is a bounce back. Because as long as you're able to walk, that's enough to say, I'm glad I'm a bounce back. And some of us should be running around this church Seven times 70 to let the young folk know that, baby, they said I was down, but God said I wasn't out. That's why I'm running so hard, because God has been good to me. My eyesight's been goddamn, but I walk by faith and not by sight. Baby, just hold on, because trouble don't last always. Bounce back. Uh, yeah. but, but watch this. Look at the text Look at the last part of verse 5. It says, why seek ye the living among the dead? The angel asked them in so many words, don't exhaust time in dead situations. <laughs> that, that's, that's what the text says. It said, and they were there in shiny garments. If you look up your Bible, the shiny garments identified them as angels. That was one reason why the women were in fear. But also, here it is, to know that you're going to walk up on something that don't know what to expect should bring fear. Ah, let me help you right there. It says in the text, why seek ye the living among the dead? You should be thankful and not exhaust your time in dead situations. Can, can I help some of you? No, no, let me change subject. Let me, let me change the subject. Let, let, me, let me change the subject. Can, can I just help some relationships? Some people in relationships. Don't waste time in dead situations. If he or she was alive when you met him but then died when you got him, it's time to let him go. Uh, somebody going to say, oh, you can't say that. Yes, I can, because here it is. Watch this. Luke said in chapter 9, when the man tried to follow him, he told him to follow me, but instead the man said, listen, I need to bury my father. And the Lord said, you got to let the dead bury the dead, but go and preach to the kingdom of God. Simply he said, listen, if you want to stay stuck, Stay stuck. I'm trying to move to higher heights. Don't exhaust your time in dead situations. He wasn't working in 1999, and he ain't working in 2020. So don't expect no miracle to take place until he decides to change. Okay, let me, let me leave that alone. She was taking all your money then? Okay. And, and let me help you. Let me help the church. The Bible speaks about the dead church in Revelations chapter 3. He calls it the church of Sardis. You once was alive, but now you're dead. But he gives us the command to wake up. Because there are some people in your presence that need to see what living is all about. Y'all just missed that. Some of us need to wake up. And let somebody know that you serve a living God. That though it looks like it's dead, though it looks like it's done, God said it's not over until he says it's over. So then now I serve a living God so I can live right again. Look at somebody say, you got a right to live. You got a right to live. He said, 
he told him, he said, here it is. You can't let exhaust time in dead situations. And here it is. There are too many people wasting time. You put more emphasis on someone else's death files than depositing life into folk. Let me, let me help somebody with that. You're putting more emphasis on others' death files, how they did it, why they did it, and what caused them to do it. When you should be saying, listen, you made a mistake, I made one. You messed up, I messed up. In fact, we serve a forgiving God. All we have to do is ask him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And see, that's the problem with some of the church folk. We're too busy reading everybody's X-Files instead of reading your own faith files. Say, Reverend, I'm glad that the Lord didn't let me die in my dying situations. In fact, I don't have a reason to look down on anybody else's stress because I got my own stress. I got my own problems. But when I think about the living God and I look back over my life and think about at least one thing that he's done, I don't have time to get in your business. So I got to tell my neighbors, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. I know some, some folk don't like this kind of preaching, but uh, I, we got to live right again. Because here it is, there, there are those that remain that are dying on the inside. When, when you can go to a school and the children... Don't want to pray. They're dying. When you can go to your job and they can tell you how to use your lunch period. And we're not bold enough to say, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray to my God because you don't understand my God. We're dying. And what has happened is, here it is. Because of the situations that we have been conducive to, we have embraced what they say we should do instead of remember what he said we ought to do. Uh, Y'all just, did y'all understand what I'm saying? He, he says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. When they try to shut you up, praise him anyhow. When they try to tell you to stop talking, I believe they told the deaf man on the street, the blind man on the street to shut up. But yet he still was seeking God for a blessing. And I wonder if there anybody here that got a reason to shout this morning. You came in, your spirit wasn't right, but I got a reason to shout because he didn't let my spirit die. I'm in the house of God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. Why? Because there's oxygen there. There's life there. In fact, there are some people that should be saying, Spirit of the living God, far fresh on me. Touch yourself and say, I got a reason to live again. I got a reason to live. Matter of fact, just remember to touch your children and say they got a reason to live again. It ain't just Martin Luther King. It was Jesus Christ. And because he blessed us, we ought to be willing to bless him too. The next thing I saw, and I'm going to get out your way. The spiritual providence will override secular pollution. The spiritual providence will override secular pollution. Look at verse 6 and 7. In more words, it's saying the time spent to prepare you for the turn of events to come. He said in the text, he's not here, but he is risen. Remember now, he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Everything that you have been through, the Lord put you through it for a reason. 
Y'all with me? Watch this. He designed everything that you're going through to happen so he can prepare you for what's to come. It's, it's, it's the divine custom which we must be conditioned to handle what's about to come our way. Reverend, help me out. The text says, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, meaning more than one. Watch this. Did y'all just catch that? Meaning that trouble won't stop with your first sign of trouble. As long as you live, you're going to experience trouble. I believe the Bible says man born of a woman is of a few days, but y'all, I'm in Bible country. I know I am. And here it is. If God didn't prepare you for what he wanted you to get in the end, then now you'll look like what they tried to make you. Talk to me, Joseph. Come on, Genesis. Joseph talked highly of himself to his brothers. Talked highly. They shot him down. They sold him off. They even got some blood from an animal and gave it to daddy and said, Daddy, here he is. This is him right here. here. Here he is. He dead. Yeah, that some killed him. Dangerously killed him. But the Bible said Joseph remained in the Lord while in prison he still had favor. And while in prison he had favor, but yet he still claimed God. And the Bible says at the end when daddy died, he didn't give it to them. They called on Joseph. Why? Because Joseph was preparing himself for what's to come. Let me help you a little more. The Bible also said that when they came to Joseph after daddy died, then they went to him trying to divvy up on the goods. Yeah, we know that we cast you aside. We tried to destroy you. Now you won't feed us. Now you won't give to us. But what people don't understand, when God pulls you from people, he prepares you how to deal with people when the same folk he pull you from come back begging. You just missed that shout right there. And some folks should be shouting because God had to prepare us for some of the fools and ignorant people that we've been in the presence of. That even though you slay me, yet I will trust. I wish I had somebody that could say, Reverend, I had to get some Teflon skin to deal with some of the folk I'm dealing with today. Because they laughed at me. They called me everything but a child of God. But yet I still got to be a doctor. Yet I still got to be a nurse. Yet I still got to be a deacon. Yet I still got to be a mother. Yet I still got to be a preacher. Yet I still got to be a saint. And I found out when I give it to God, he will handle. And here, here it is, is that when, 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 when you look at how the spiritual providence overrides the secular pollution, then here it is. You'll stop blaming Satan for what goes on in your life. So many times we give him so much credit when we have done the things that we do. Uh, I believe the scripture said the wages of sin is death. Some of us are paying Satan to be with Satan. And here it is. You got to stop blaming him, watch this, for your victory story. <sighs> Did y'all catch that? Y'all ain't went crazy yet then. Because some folk give the devil all the credit. When sickness come, thank God. When pain comes, thank God. When finances are low, thank God. Why? Because God said if all I got to do now is trust in him and he'll supply all of my needs. So now God, I know everything that happened to me was good because God did it. And because he did it, 
He's going to make sure that I don't have to endure no more pain. He's going to have a cutoff time for my drama. And he's going to have a stop date for my dilemma. Somebody should be shouting because your shout date is now. You should have a praise because he cut off your troubles. He cut off your pain. In fact, you don't have to walk like a criminal. You don't have to think like a criminal. Now I'm in Christ. And who the son of man set free is free. Yeah. But lastly in the text, I'm, I'm about done now. I'm leave y'all alone. Some of y'all ain't feeling me this morning. But I just plead the blood of Jesus. Because if you ain't dealing with nothing right now, just keep on living. If you ain't never got a handful of bills that outweigh your bank account, just keep on living. Just If you ain't got some bad news from the doctor occasionally, just keep on living. I mean, if your child ain't been bad like a dentist to minutes, just keep on living. But can I get somebody that said there's no secret what God can do? What he done for others, he, he'll do. That's why I praise him because he kept my future. He kept my children. He kept my household. He kept me in the bosom. Jesus is on the main line. All you got to do is call him up. That's why I praise him because every time I called him, he was right there. Look at somebody say, you got victory. You got victory. Yeah, but, but, okay, I'm, I'm going to get out your way. Uh, the, the last thing in the text, in verse 7, it says, and the third day rise again. Watch this. Recalling your praise because there was an expectation in my weight. There's always questions why you're waiting with expectations. Ain't it funny how people wonder why you are patiently waiting and you say, I'm waiting for a reason. And they always look down on your reason, not knowing that your reason will give you relief. Um, the waiting period can incite pain to which we struggle to see the past. And the waiting period can incite pain that will keep us from looking forward. Oh, somebody said, well, Reverend, you said I'm looking back and I'm looking forward. Watch this. In your waiting period, you will deal with people that will try to keep you looking back. But because of what to be expected, you have to tell them, not now. I got things I need to get done. In fact, I, I have to understand that this pain that I have, I have it because God wants me to keep looking forward. I, I don't have time to, to deal with you back here because right now you're thinking like pigeons. You're thinking like buzzards and you're living like catfish. I'm trying to live like an eagle. In fact, I got my eyes so far on the Lord that I see the line, the silver line behind the cloud that's in front of me. Here it is. It reminds me of a lady and her husband that went to the store. They, they, they went to get some of these delicious Punkmeyer grapes. These grapes were said to be the best grapes in the world. The line was long. People were acting foolish. Y'all know how we act with food. People were acting crazy. And as they were distributing these grapes, the man and his spouse and his children, they got to the, to the front of the line and the man said, hold up, we're out of grapes. They began to get angry. And the father said, after I've been waiting all this time, you could have told me when you got down to the last bushel. That here it was, I was not going to get some of these grapes that I waited so long for. The manager heard the noise. Y'all know how we get at Walmart. 
The manager heard the noise and said, wait a minute, sir. I got some more grapes in the back. I got the matter of fact, I got the actual ones that you've been waiting for. In fact, we have decided to appease you and save the best for last. And some folk need to understand while you're waiting, God is saving the best for last. That you'll no longer be the borrower, you'll be the lender. And how many know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings as an eagle. They shall not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Somebody should be shouting that you waited for the Lord. I'm patiently waiting because God, when you do come, I know you're giving me the best. What was the best? His son, Jesus. That's why my praise is irrelevant, is relevant to times like these. Because I waited and I waited. You can't hurry God. Know how hard you wait. You got to trust him and give him time no matter how long it takes. Look at somebody say, it's all right to wait. It's all right to wait. I'm done. I'm... Well, I can recall my praise because praise is an act of remembering how far you have come. Y'all praying with me? But most importantly, praise is the remembering of the suffering that you had to endure to have life and to have it more abundantly. If I had time, I would tell you that we, yeah, we, all of God's children, have a reason to recall your praise because the Lord allowed many of us to walk out of some dead situations. If I had time, I would tell you that the reason why I'm I can recall my praise because the Lord, he forgave me when there was no praise in my mind. Ain't the Lord all right? The reason why I can recall my praise because over 2,000 years ago, he came down through 42 generations to save a wretch like me. And the reason why y'all don't hear me, the reason why I can recall my praise because it's because of the Lord I can face tomorrow. Because of him, I know that all my fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. And my life is worth living. Can I get a witness today? Which reminds me of a man that fought in the war. And at nighttime, he would lay in his bed. And he would wobble and weave in his bed. And every so often, he would just lift up his hands. And it caused a disturbance with his wife. To one day, his wife said, baby... I notice when you're sleeping, uh, 
You do a lot of wiggling and you do a lot of jumping. Can you tell me what's going on? You supposed to be sleeper. He said, well, baby, over some years ago, before I met you, I had to fight in this thing they call a war. Our captain used to tell us, whenever we get to clearance, we should just check off and wave our hands. Ain't the Lord all right? He said, every time we get to a clear space, we will look at our compadres that might have been on the other side, and we would just check off and let them know that we are right. He said, the reason why I jump like I do in the sleep, the reason why I lift up my hands, because through it all, I made it. Now I'm safe in the Lord's arms. And I wonder, is there anybody here that can just check off and lift up your hands and say the reason why I praise him like I do because I'm safe in his arms. I can recall all my praise because when the enemy tried to destroy me, God, he kept me safe in his arms. I can lift my hands and recall my praise because the doctor said it and I thought I believed it. But God said I'll keep on living. The reason why I can check off and recall my praise is because when I didn't have it, God supplied all of my needs. Is there anybody here that can recall your praise and just check off and lift up your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. You've been good to me. Thank you. You covered me when I couldn't cover myself. Thank you. You've been a bridge over troubled water. Thank you. You've been my house of refuge. The reason why I can check off and recall my praise. One Friday, he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. In his locks of his shoulders, he died. Didn't he die? From the sixth to the ninth hour, the Bible said the sun refused to shine. The moon dripped down in blood. The earth began to rock and reel like a drunk man. But how many know he died before lunch? He was buried before dinner. But how many know when I check off? It's because early, early Sunday morning, he got up with power in heaven and earth in his hands. The reason why I recall my praise because I wasn't supposed to look this good after all I've been through, after all the grave sites that I've been thrown in. But God, but God, that's a praise in itself. Do me one favor. If God's been good to you, why don't you show some sign? Rest to your feet and give God the biggest praise. And the reason why I'm praising him because I got the victory. I got the victory. Do me one more favor. Just touch yourself and tell yourself. Say, self, we've been made and do it for a night. But joy, joy. Yeah, John, it's coming in the morning. I got two questions, and I'm going to get out of your way. Do you got a praise? Y'all didn't hear me this morning. Do you got a reason to praise? My last question is, ain't he all right?
Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Recall your praise. Recall your praise. God is good. And all the time, God is good to me. And maybe now you are at a point where you have come to an area in your life where you're saying,